Welcome to Spirit-Filled Revelations, the prophetic voice. I am J. Anthony Blessed, and this is Revelation Exposed. Glory to God. Along with me today, my lovely wife, Donna Marie Blessed. We're coming straight from our wonderful, beautiful home, and God has given me something to release on this afternoon. I pray that you be blessed. Glory to God. And so I'm going to be coming out of the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, this book is very prominent to uh, the psychological thinking of we as humans, how some people feel about life without God. Uh, it's going to start off very pessimistic, but it's going to have an optimistic end. God is still on his throne, and without God, we cannot survive. Glory to God. So let us begin and get deep down into this message. Begin. This book gives us a glimpse into the life. Wait a minute. The book is going to give us a glimpse into the life of this speaker. Uh, some would say he was a preacher. Uh, some said that he may have been Solomon. Um, but it has not been revealed who this speaker or this writer truly is. Uh, he is just a man that was in the biblical times that was expressing the way he felt about his life. And so he's going to give us a synopsis of how he felt in his travelings in the world. So let's begin. So he tried wisdom. He tried his own natural wisdom. There it is. The Holy Spirit just kicked in. I had to loosen up. God get ready to bless us. Yeah. But now he tried his own wisdom, and which we all have done in our lives. Uh, the wisdom of what we feel is right or wrong. Uh, because we have free will, we can uh, have our own way of thinking and use our own wisdom from within. Uh, but I'm finding out that the wisdom of God is much wiser than I am. And so he tried his own wisdom. Listen. He tried pleasure, pleasures of life uh, that he felt uh, would fulfill the emptiness, as you will find out as we go into the message, that he had an empty void on the inside that was, was without God. And so he was trying these things to satisfy the emptiness of his spirit man. So he tried wisdom. He tried sex. What else did he try? Alcohol. Alcohol, drugs, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, all of these different things that I work with uh, in my field. Uh, people on fentanyl and people doing heroin and crack cocaine and uh, acid and all of this stuff. Uh, this man, too, tried all of the above or some of the above to fill this void that he had, like some of us in this world have tried. 
Uh, I have 25 years clean uh, from crack cocaine. So I understand that at one time in my life, I tried to use drugs to fill a void of emptiness that I was missing in my life. Glory to God. This won't get good. Y'all listen. Y'all listen. Let's read, honey. But he concluded that this was all emptiness. It was emptiness. After doing all of the pleasures of life, or trying different pleasures of life, trying uh, felicit sex, and trying the drugs and the alcohol, he came to a conclusion that it was all emptiness. He still wasn't feeling what he wanted to feel on the inside. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I feel this today. All right, honey, let's read this. He was deeply troubled by injustice in this life. And we all are deeply troubled by the injustice of the world. Just turn on your news and see what's going on in our world and how we are being treated and how the government is running things. And yes, I agree with him. I feel a sense of injustice uh, towards my people and uh, towards other races as well. Uh, we have that right to feel the injustices that are done to us. Okay, so now listen. Many good men suffer and the wicked prosper in their wickedness. Now this is from a negative view where he's saying that uh, we suffer prospering, uh, many of us, and that it seems like the wicked has always prospered. They always seem to be ahead of the game and we uh, suffer to not fall into a, a poverty state of existence. And so I understand where he's coming from with that, um, but you have to understand that he's coming from a pessimistic view at first. Then it's going to get into an optimistic view that is more satisfying for the hearer. Listen to what he's saying. Read. So regardless of how a man tries to live, he ends up in the same grave as any other man or beast. And we all will end up in the same grave, but we have to understand, this is spirit-filled revelation, that when we cross over, we cross over into a spiritual zone. Uh, we will not no longer be in our natural body. We will no longer be in the grave where we're covered with dirt and six feet under. So our spirit man has to transfer to another place, glory to God. And so he's saying that no matter how good I do, I'm going to end up in a grave. Well, I'm here to tell you that your heart and your spirit man will always live. Your body will go back to dust, but your spirit of a man, the heart, the, the glory, and the soul of a man will continue to travel into a different type of energy. Uh, that's a long story. That's a whole nother message. But I'm trying to just open up your mind to, for you to understand we're not all going to end up six feet under with dirt covered over us. We are spiritual people, so we have to transfer to another space and place in time. Please hear me, Read. A man can do all the right things, but chance can cancel it all out. You can do the right thing early in the morning and get on your way, and by chance, something could happen, yes, that make you backtrack 
or you may have forgotten something to do. Uh, this is all by chance. This is life. This is what we live and we exist and we move and we, we learn how to navigate our ways through life. So please understand that, yes, you can start off doing the right thing, but it's always subject to change. You just have to uh, reorganize yourself and get back on track. Now listen, listen, read. The pessimism of this book is as pronounced as the optimism of Proverbs. Proverbs is very positive. It gives you a view in an optimistic way. So when you get a chance to research, go to your Bible and start at chapter number one. And I promise Proverbs will bless you. It's just the opposite from Ecclesiastes. So it goes from pessimism to optimism. Please research it when you have time. Read. Only at the end does the author... Tell us what he found to be the real source. This reader. Of meaning in life. Okay. Reverence for God. Reverence for God. This is where spirit-filled revelation comes into play because I am a man of God who is driven by my spiritual existence. So, I have reverence for God, the creator of all. Uh, I just do. Some people, uh, like we read in the beginning, use their own wisdom, they use their own judgment, they use their own concepts concerning how they exist, and that's okay. I will not be judgmental in that way. I am going to speak on what I feel and what the author is saying about having reverence for God. He is God all by himself, and I just believe that we would not exist without God. Okay, now listen, listen. He had left God out of the picture in his search for happiness. Look at the world we live in. They have taken God out of everything. They started off taking prayer out of school, taking God out of this and God out of that. And even in you go to work and you talk too much about God, your employer will tell you to keep it down. Uh, we can't talk about religion in the workplace. So it's hard to spread uh, the gospel unless you have it on the inside and you can speak prophetically. They'll never know that you're talking about God. You'll just be talking about the spirit of God. But my point is that we live in a society. The United States of America has become Babylon. It has become a place where God does not exist. People don't want to hear about God or things of God. Now, we do have some of the population that is speaking and talking exactly what I'm talking as I speak. And that I pray that you continue to speak out about spiritual things concerning our God. Read. This is the book for the secular humanist to read because it shows how utterly meaningless and unjust life is in a closed system where God does not play an effective part. See that? The humanist that feels that there is no such thing. This would be a good book for you to read. It may open up your mind and make you think a little bit about how you view uh, this creator we call God. Listen. 
The author's solution is that happiness is found only when we revert God as the center of our lives. The center of our lives. No matter what's going on in my life, God will always be the center of what I do. I have to convert, no matter if I go astray, because we all do, we all use our own wisdom every once in a while. Uh, some of us are, are feeding ourselves with drugs and alcohol and sexual activities like he spoke about in the beginning. And yes, all of that is happening around us. But I would say for you to take a chance and just center yourself around the Spirit of God and figure out how to research and learn about the things of God, I guarantee you it's going to take you to another place in your life. Glory to God. Now, we're going to get right down to the message, and I'm coming out of Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, and uh, it talks about a time for everything. Please listen as I begin this message. I will not be long. We're going to start from chapter number three, verse number one. A time to give birth and a time to die. Wait a minute. There is a time. I'm standing here uh, with my lovely wife who has given birth to two lovely children. Okay? It's a process of life called reproduction. Uh, they came together and they had two children. There's a time to give birth, okay? Now listen, that's in the natural. There's a time, she said, to die. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Spiritually speaking, there's a time to give birth to a new life within you. Now listen, there's a time. Because sometimes we get set back and we get complacent and depressed and all of that stressed out and all of that stuff going on in our mind about what's going on in the world. But on today, I'm going to uh, give you a personal thought. Give birth to a new you. Give birth to a new spirit of life in you. And kill all of the negativity. The negativity must die. You must come alive and begin to think, think positive about yourself. So there is a time for birthing and there is a time to die. Kill it. Amen? Read. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. And the natural. My lovely wife, I have to use her as an example. Uh, she just planted a beautiful garden, glory to God, all kind of vegetables and tomatoes and uh, different stuff that she's planted in her garden. Okay, now listen, uh, there will be a season after the plant being watered, that seed, for that plant to grow so that we can go out and pick it out of the garden and then eat it. Okay, so that's in the natural. There is a time to plant, and she said a time to uproot. Listen, 
There is a time for you to plant seeds of success in your life. And then you have to water it with a little bit of get up and go, as my wife would say. She's a mover and a shaker. There's some things you have to do to water that seed so that you can step into a successful place. Okay? Now, when you uproot it, it'll be because it's on display. And then now it's time to show it off. So, in the spirit realm, there is a time to plan. And then there's a time to uproot or to celebrate what you had planned. Does that make sense? I'm going to try to keep it simplistic once again. Let's go to the next verse. A time to kill, a time to heal. There's a time to kill all that is not good for you. You have to destroy those negativity, that negativity, that spirit on the inside uh, that is not working for you. Uh, it, it, they say if you continue to do things over and over again and you're not getting a good result, uh, they call you insane because you're doing the same stuff over and over and it's not working. So it's a time uh, to kill it, destroy it. Read. A time to tear down and a time to rebuild. Right. But let me go back because she also said a time to kill and a time to heal. So the healing process must take place. All that we have been through through life. I'm just going to be transparent about the things that I've suffered or went through and were challenged with. Uh, it took me years of getting into the Word of God to actually come to a place where I was healed on the inside. Uh, I was uh, upset about some things. Uh, I was mad about some things. Um, I didn't understand why some things happened in my life. I, I had to uh, learn how to forgive and to let go and, and to just get back to my own self and feeling positive about me. So there was a process that I had to go through to heal. I'm still in a process of healing and certain areas that I feel like I missed the mark, like all of us, we have missed the mark. Some things we could have did or should have did or would have did. Um, we got caught up into some stuff that really wasn't good for us. And so we ended up in a bad place. Okay, good. Uh, forgive them and then forgive yourself so that you can move on. This is a process of healing so you can get back to your beautiful self. Does that make sense? Glory to God. Let's read, honey. A time to weep, a time to laugh. There is a time to weep. Sadness is not a bad thing when you have lost a loved one. Look at all this we just went through with this virus. How many people have lost a loved one? A mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a child. I mean, there is time to weep. It's okay to get it out of your system because you truly miss that person. You really feel lost without some people in your life. And so weeping is a good thing. It will cleanse you. It will get that out of you so that you can get back to the joy of life. And then you just pray that they're in a blessed place, that they're with God and they're at peace. But weeping is a good process. Please 
Don't be afraid to go into your private place and cry it out. Weep it out. Let it out so that you can move on, get back on track. Glory to God. And then she says, which I love, is a time to laugh. I love to laugh. I'm a happy person. We have fun. My wife and I, we joke with each other and we just, we just have a whole lot of joy going on in this household. Because laughter is as a medicine for the soul. That's also in the book of Proverbs. Laughter, get it out, it's good. All the stuff that's going on in the world, you better find some joy. You better find some laughter. Uh, all that we're being faced with uh, when it comes to just living in the United States of America. We're at war right as I speak. We are being challenged by the virus. We're being challenged with economics. Uh, we're being challenged with the, the way the government is being ran in our own communities. We got some issues and stuff going on. So every chance I get, I try to laugh. I try to pull up that spirit of joy and just say, you know what? God is in control. God got this. Laughter is good for your soul. Glory to God. Let's read, honey. A time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time to mourn. I just said about weeping. And there's a process of mourning. Uh, some people take longer than others. Some people go years into mourning. And I understand that. I'm very sensitive to the fact of losing people in our lives. And so we miss them. And so it's okay to mourn. You're natural. You're human. You're going to feel missing that person or those people. So let yourself and give yourself time or season to mourn. It's okay. What was it? Mourn and what else? It was mourn and dance. And then there's a time to dance. Once you mourn and after you've been weeping and crying and missing and that's all good and your spirit is cleansing and it's feeling much better, then it's time to dance. To have a good time. David danced. And I say, okay, well, Mr. James, what are you talking about? Well, you, yes, David in the book of Psalms, when he was overjoyed, he danced. So I'm still in the Bible. It's okay to dance. Don't be so religious and be in so t into religion that you are afraid to dance when you're feeling the joy of life. Dancing is okay. Okay, so let me get that clear, because we got a, a lot of people that are so righteous and so, you know, I, I just, it just sickens me the way some people just say that you're not allowed to do this and don't go to the movies and you're not supposed to listen to music and you're not, the devil is a liar. That has nothing to do with the love of God. You just have to know how to control yourself. Now, are we going to go out uh, to a place and my wife jump up on the bar and start dancing naked? That's not going to happen. Use common sense. It's okay to listen to music. If they cussing and fussing and, and talking about this and that and stupid stuff, don't listen to it. But I listen to jazz. I listen to gospel. I like the oldies but goodies. I'm alive. I'm okay. God's not going to curse me and send me to hell for enjoying what he created. He created music. Glory to God. What's wrong with people? But anyway, let me get back into this flow here. All right, let's go to the next one. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. Wait a minute. A time to throw stones. 
We all throw stones at people, stones at ideas, stones at our family, stones at our children. We've all been there and felt like we had something going on against these people. Wait a minute. That's okay because you have feelings. However, there's a time to collect the stones. Just like if you go out to a beach uh, or a playground and there's water and you're throwing stones in the water. And then every once in a while you go and you'll look down and you'll see a precious stone. And you'll start gathering the stones and putting them in a little bag. I'm going to take that home and put it somewhere because it's so beautiful. Okay, so that what I'm saying is gathering stones of wisdom, gathering stones of appreciation, gathering stones of people who care, uh, people who will sit down and talk to you about you losing a loved one or you mourning or you weeping. Spiritually, I'm talking about people who will enter in and be a blessing to your spirit man, gathering good stones. Don't always get caught up in throwing stones at others. Be humble enough to gather good stones. Glory to God. Let's read. A time to embrace, a time to shun embracing. There is a time to embrace, my baby. Yes, when she's loving on me and she's treating me like the king I am, I'm very embracing. Now, when the attitude comes into play and she starts frowning and tripping and slamming doors, there's a time to shun. <laughs> I'm just using something natural here, you know. Uh, and what I'm saying, in the spirit rib, uh, there's, there's a time to embrace uh, all that's going on in life around you. And to, we're, we're, we're people watchers, as they say. And we're just looking at the world moving and going and flowing. When we go different places, we sit on the bench and we watch stuff going on. And we embrace what God has created, the animals and the birds and the trees and bees and all that good stuff, you know, in the spirit realm. But when I'm talking about shunning someone in the spirit, is when you know that they're not healthy for your spirit, you have to shun them. You have to pray for them from afar. They're not good for your spirit. They're not going to create anything healthy for you in your life. That's called shunning. You have to stay away from them. Yes, we continue to pray for them, and we wish them all the best. But some people, you just don't need to be up on. You don't need to be up under. They're just not healthy for you. So you shun them, and you back up, and you watch them from a distance. I'm talking about spiritual things now. Listen, listen, read. A time to search and a time to give up as lost. Searching for success, searching for relationships, searching for career, searching, searching, searching for appreciation. And, you know, it's a time to do all of that. Yes. But then there's a time to, what's she saying? A time to search and give up as lost. Sometimes you just have to say, you know what? I just lost it. It's not going to work. I can't keep searching and seeking for this thing that's not working. 
Maybe God is saying, it's not for you. Stop. Don't search out that guy that won't call you back. He won't buy you roses. He hasn't took you out to dinner. You know, all he wants is sex. I mean, I'm getting deep now. All he wants is to abuse you and use you. Stop. Stop searching for that. Let God send you somebody in your life that you can enjoy and he will enjoy you. There's a time. There's a time. And the reason why I say this is because it's a spiritual thing. It's in the mind. People can get you all caught up and make you feel like you're their possession, like you're like they own you, like you know, you're nobody without me. The devil is a liar. You're somebody all by yourself. Stop searching for things that don't work. Let it go. I'm talking to somebody right now, and I know you just received what I said. Read. A time to keep. A time to throw away. A time to keep. I just started speaking about it. And then it's a time to throw, throw it away. Throw it away. My wife makes me go in the closet every once in a while. And I got shirts and pants and stuff in there that I don't never wear. I started donating it to my job. Taking it in in bags. She had stuff that she had. And we put it in bags and we donated to people that might need some clothing. Okay. So it was a time to keep it there for a minute, and it was a time to what? Throw it away. Just like there's a time in the spirit to keep somebody in your life, and then there's a time to throw them away. They're not good for you. You keep some, you throw some away. Okay? Don't let your closet get cluttered. Talking about your mind. Don't let your mind get cluttered with stuff that you don't use. You can't even fit it no more. It's too small for you. The belly done got all big and fat, and you're trying to put on jeans, and you can't pull them up. <laughs> I'm just using a natural way. Let it go. Donate them. Throw them away. Do something. They're not going to fit, just like some people will never fit in your life. Glory to God. Let's continue. I'm just about done. A time to tear apart, a time to resew. Yep, it's time to tear, tear it apart, tear it apart, and then re-sew and make something new, make something fresh. Maybe you had the wrong material. You might have to go out and get some new material. Spiritually, what am I saying? It's the time to tear away from negativity. <laughs> There's a time to tear away from people that don't appreciate you. Glory to God. It's a time to turn away from people that don't respect you. Glory to God. Glory to God. And this is something that's a part of you that's pulling you down if you don't tear it up. And the spirit, tear it up. Let it go. You don't want to appreciate me. You don't want to respect me. You don't want to be bothered with me. Tear it up. Many times my wife has told me I'm deleting numbers out of my phone. I've done the same thing. You try to get in touch. You try to call or reach out, and they just won't call back or say nothing. They won't text. They won't do nothing. You know what you do? You delete it out of your life. You tear it up. Get rid of it. They're not going to call you. Let it go. Not going to sit down waiting on my couch for someone to call me or to say hello. I'm like that when it comes to my family. They got my number. They know how to get in touch. They're on Facebook and all that. But if they don't call me, there's nothing I can do. 
I let it go. And that's what you have to do in some of your relationships that are holding you down from the things of God. I'm still in the Word of God. I have not deviated from the Word of God. God wants the best for you. God wants you to be surrounded by people who love you and care and respect you and appreciate you. I'm still in the Word of God. This is what He wants for you in your life. So there's a time for you to just let it go. Amen? Read. It's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's a time to just don't say nothing. I go back to my lovely wife. When she gets in that mode and she's thinking, and not nothing negative, uh, she's an organizer and she's getting bills together and, and situating things and, and, and writing on the calendar when we're doing this and the doctor appointment and this and that, okay? So that's good. You understand what I'm saying? And, and what does it say it again? What does it say? A time to be silent and a time to speak. So when she's speaking and doing things uh, that is good for us, I let it go. I don't say much. I let her do her thing. You understand? It's a time for me to be silent and let her continue to do what she's good at. Glory to God. So that's what I mean by that. You have to know when to talk and to know when to stop talking. Because sometimes people will yap, 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 and they're not saying nothing. Then you don't get caught up in the yap, yap, yapping with them. Now both of y'all ain't saying nothing. Just stop talking and let it go. Amen? Let's read. A time to love and a time to hate. A time to love and a time to hate. There is a time for us to love one another. I don't like the word hate, but I hate the things that are not of God being connected to me. So I can love on you, but when you're coming at me in a negative way, I, I hate that. I, I don't want that. I don't need that in my life. And you have to feel the same way. You know, it's okay to have a loving spirit. I have a loving spirit. I just love, love, love. But some things I really do hate. And I hate disrespect. I hate when I'm not appreciated. I hate when you look at me like I'm crazy because I'm speaking my mind, I'm speaking my heart. I don't like that. And like I said, I don't like to use the word hate, but there is a time. This is biblical. This is biblical, what I'm telling you. There is a time to hate what is coming at you, and you have to walk away from it. Amen? Read. There's a time for war, and there's a time for peace. We're in war right as we speak. There is a time for war. These people, uh, the Ukrainians, have to defend themselves. They have to fight back. So there is a time as we speak for war. I'm praying for peace. Down the line, that this deceit that ends because too many innocent people are getting killed. I'm so saddened by what I'm watching on the news. Uh, you know, it's just not good. But uh, Russia came in and began to uh, come against them, and now they have to defend themselves. So guess what? They're in a war. So there is a time for war. And yet, he says, there is a time for peace. Glory to God. Read. 
What profit is there to the worker from which he toils? I have seen the task which God has given the sons of men with which to occupy themselves. Work and do something in your life. It will profit you. It will cause you to be successful. But you have to work at it. Uh, uh, this man was talking in a pessimistic view as to say that your work is in vain. And I'm telling you in an optimistic way, your work is not in vain. I enjoy what I do when I go to work. I'm, I'm, I'm assisting people and helping people who have some serious issues in their life, and I'm helping them get their joy back. I'm helping them get their confidence back. I'm I'm learning. I'm teaching them how to get on the phone and make phone calls so that they have places to go. And you know, I feel like I'm I'm a part of helping somebody. So your work is not in vain. You have to understand that God puts us in places and strategic places so that we can be a help to others. Understand that. Work, and it will pay off. Do what needs to be done. And it will pay off. One day, you'll be retired like my lovely wife. After working many, many, many years, now she's retired. She's kicking back. She's set. She's ready to rock and roll. So it will help you in the end if you work diligently at what you want in life. Glory to God. Read. He has made everything appropriate in its time. Everything has been made appropriate in its time. Time. And it's time. Uh, I go back to remembering when we used to go to Maine. Uh, my aunt and all of us, uh, we used to go to Maine and we used to plant bulbs deep, deep down in the ground. These bulbs were able to withstand summer, winter, spring, and fall. And then guess what? They would come up as beautiful flowers. What am I saying? Spiritually, if you plant yourself into God and let him water you and take you through the seasons of life. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That just came to me. The seasons of life. And when you come out and he's ready for you to blossom, to bloom, you will be beautiful colors. Give it to God. Plant yourself deep down. These bulbs have to go two and a half, three feet down in the ground. Yes. And then they're watered over the seasons. And then it's a time when they blossom. Glory to God. Read. He has also set eternity in their hearts. Set eternity in their hearts. Your destination is within you. What is your heart saying to you this morning? Are you hearing the word of God? Are you meditating on some of the things that's being said? This is where your eternity will end. I always say I don't ever want to go into a bad dream and not wake up. You know how you go into those nightmares and you got people following you and crazy animals. I always see my wife always sees me. I'm always dreaming about these crazy animals. I mean, end up in these places with all these wild looking animals. I don't ever want to go into a dream like that and don't come out of it. What is God saying? Your eternity is in your heart. 
When, whatever's in your heart, when you cross over, that's where you will be. You'll be in a spiritual state of mind of where your heart is actually at. Will you have the heart for God or will you have the heart against God? Thought for the day. Let's read. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and to do good in He's one saying, lifetime. I know there's nothing better for us to do but for us to rejoice. He wants us to have a good life. He wants us to be prosperous, healthy, with a sound mind. He wants us to enjoy our mates, our husband or our wife, our children or our grandchildren, our careers, uh, our financial blessings. He wants all of this for us. Listen, 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 listen. Read. I know that everything God does will remain forever. There is nothing to add to it, and there is nothing to take from it. What God has created and what he stands for and the nature of his spirit will never change. <laughs> this one will make you think, we are the ones that have to change. That's deep. Not God. He created the heavens and the earth. The stars and the moon and the galaxies and the birds and the bees and the trees. He created a human being that we can see and hear and smell, taste and touch. It'll never change. <laughs> we have to change. Glory to God. Glory to God. When I was studying this out, it really just blessed me. This process of what we call life. Glory to God. Read. For God has so worked that men should fear him. He should fear God. Because that's what you will have to answer in the end to the creator God. Not fear and, oh my God, I'm scared to death. No, in a reverence kind of way. To fear him. That's a whole nother subject, but that's very important that you have reverence, that you have humility enough to understand that there is a God. Read. That which is, has been already, and that which will be, has already been. For Listen, history will always repeat itself. Your DNA, glory to God. That's in the spirit. I'm going to get deep for a minute, but you'll understand because I'm going to keep it simplistic. Your DNA has already been created. Everything that's in you and I, God has already manufactured within himself. Listen, 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 listen. listen. And so he's saying that if you get back to him, your original tent will begin to breathe and to live and to love and to laugh and to enjoy because your original DNA is on the inside of your heart. God has put it there. He's waiting for us to come back home to him. Glory to God. 
Now I'm in my prophetic mode. Listen, 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 listen. I've explained everything about how man in his own wisdom and uh, the pleasures of life and his sexual exploits and, you know, what he feels is right for himself. I get that. And because we have free will, you can live like that. It's your choice. But what he's saying is, he has an original intent for you that's already been prepared. It's already on the inside of your heart. So, in order to get back to your original DNA, I suggest you research or search out the things of God. Well, wait a minute, Brother James. How can I go back and fix a marriage or fix my children or uh, this is not working, I didn't have the right job and I don't live where I wanted to live and all of this stuff is pondering in your mind right now. I know it is. But listen, what I'm simply saying is God will even clean up a mess and cause you to be blessed. Listen. Don't worry about your past. Past is past. It's done. It's over. It's not coming back. It's done. What we can do is live for today. Prepare for tomorrow. Enjoy life today. Glory to God. Don't stay stuck. And what you can't change. Try to mend places that will allow you to mend. And if they don't, I told you earlier, step back. Shun from that spirit. If you're willing to fix some things that wasn't right and they refuse to receive it, step back. Let it go. God will give you a new beginning, a fresh start. And once you reach out and say, you know what? I forgive you. If they don't forgive you, you're done. I'm free. I had to go to some people back in my early days and ask for forgiveness. And they... Uh, refuse to accept it. But you know what? God set me free. I went in and did what I was supposed to do. I tried to amend a situation that went south. But some people just won't let you live life. Glory to God. Don't want to get too sensitive about this. But what I'm saying is, God has already planned a life for you. And you know what? You might say, I'm with somebody that's very uh, destructive. Treats me like dirt. I had kids by him. I had grandkids. I'm living with a mess. Well, if you get into the Word of God and see what God says about you, it might cause you to dismiss 
that situation. It might be time for you to throw some things away if it's not working. That's the bottom line. You don't have to stay stuck. You can get out of it and move on and let God go on and bless you. Hear my heart. Hear my heart. You have to know that God has his best interest for you. And whether it be your children, your husband, your wife, uh, co-workers, friends and neighbors, I don't care who it is. If they're not good for you, it may be time for you to let them go. Pray for them from a distance. Love on them. Well, will you stop loving your children? No, I'm not going to stop loving my children. I'm not going to stop loving the grandchildren. I'm not going to stop loving people in general. But I have to be smart enough and wise enough and hear what the Word of God says about who I am. If I'm trying to give my very best and love on you my very best and you don't receive me and don't re appreciate me, then I have no choice but to walk away. Glory to God. So he says, what has been already, and God is searching to bring it to pass. Listen, listen, listen. He already knew what you were going to be in life. But like many of us, we went off course because of our own wisdom and ended up in the wrong places with the wrong people. I remember uh, bringing home little girlfriends, introducing them to my grandmother, and she was so wise, and she was spirit-filled, and she would look at me and say, no, 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 what, what, what are you doing? Why, why are you with her? Don't you know the history of her family and what she does, and she's on drugs, and she's in, and I'm in my own wisdom, no, no, she's all right, she's so sweet. We've all been there. We just made the wrong choices. Yes, we have. And sometimes that choice ended up in marriage. Sometimes that choice ended up in having children. Sometimes that choice had us bankrupt. Uh, we made some bad choices. I'm just being transparent because I've been there. Making the wrong decisions. Glory to God. And so when I got in... The word of God got saved, mm. and God shook me, and he said, now I'm going to put you on a journey, and I'm still on that journey. I'm still moving and grooving and trying to handle my business, but once I got into the word of God, he shifted my spirit. I found out how much he appreciates me, how much he loves me, how much he cares for me. What he wants from me, he wants me to have a sound mind and be prosperous and just love on life and, oh my God, once you catch this, you will be ready to move on in your life. Glory to God. Let your past be your past. Get up, shake yourself, and start walking into the newness of life. There's so much that God wants to do for you, to bless you with. He wants you to enjoy, be happy, successful, healthy, spiritually, 
and mentally. Glory to God. Physically, in your body. That's what he wants. Glory to God. So let us ponder on this word today. And understand that there is a time for everything under the heaven to happen. My assignment on today is to shake you and to cause you to wonder, what if I get back on the right track and let God in my life? Will he fix some things that are broken? Yes, he will. Will he take stuff out of my life that I don't need? Yes, he will. Mm. If you've been in relationships that just didn't work, I guarantee you, before it's all over, he'll give you somebody that works. Somebody just for you. Glory to God. It's never too late for God. God can fix it. Anything that's broken, give it to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so I really appreciate you on today tuning in. Uh, I said in the beginning this podcast was going to be a little different, a little out the box, and I was going to be simplistic about what God has given me to release. And today's subject was simply finish the book. God already has the pages to your life, but we got off track. And sometimes we skipped over pages and then read the pages that we needed to get to that next page or that next chapter but let's get back into the book and see what God says about us and see if we can clean up some things in our lives uh, my motivation for this whole podcast is to cause you to think the things of God to feel the things of God to have God love on you and you actually experience it that's my whole motivation to this podcast. So I pray that I wasn't too deep, but I pray that you receive what God has for you. Spirit-filled revelations, the prophetic voice, revelation exposed. I'm praying for you and your family, your children, your grandchildren, and I pray to God and camp angels all around. I want you to know we're here praying for you. And we pray that you were blessed today. Until the next time we meet. This is J. Anthony Carroll, Spirit-Filled Revelation, Revelation Exposed. Along with my lovely wife, Donna Marie Blessed. We want you to have a wonderful day. God bless you.